Hey everybody, this is Thea. This is Daniel. And we're standing on the corner of here and now. Join us as we have conversations about all things recovery. And hang on to your seat, we're in for a ride. the kitchen table it's not it's it's actually cooler you it's think a rug so? yeah this is way cooler we're sitting on the rug it's, it's very uh bohemian yes it's a beautiful large large rug mm-hmm. with cushions and there's some sage and a candle and mm-hmm. it's in a nice newly constructed <laughs> room with beautiful windows and yep and it smells like wood yeah it does it's uh very put together up here again. We still have a lot of work to do, but yeah, it's uh, it's way better. So yeah. we got to move from the kitchen table, which is actually a good thing. Yeah, very good. Yeah. This it, it needed to, uh, I needed my kitchen table back. That's true. And the, and the podcast, the corner of here and now needed its own little dedicated, more dedicated space. So for now, this will be the dedicated space until this room gets moving again. It's a nice space. It I is like a it. nice space. No headphones today. Free mic in it. No yep. mic stands. Yeah, we're holding the mic like a pro. Yep. Yep, for sure. So it's a little different feeling. This is where I was the other night when I did the podcast. I just sat here against my cushion and started talking. I like it. Good. I like it. I think our definitions of put together are maybe a little different. Of course. But <laughs> It, it, if y'all could see the put togetherness, you'd be like, "What the heck is Thea talking about?" Thea's got some very uh, good, <laughs> low healthy, standards. positive look on the place. Or yeah, real low standards of what put together is. Positive but low standards. Oh gosh, it's wonderful. Well, where you're sitting, there was a giant hole in the floor. Yes, there was. From the termites. When I lived in this room. Correct. It was. Um, it was I, I envisioned it as like a fun live video game obstacle course to get from the door to my bed every night in the dark with the holes. Right. They were treacherous. Right. But you knew that coming into it. I did. It was fun. I made it a game. <laughs> it was a fun game. It was a great room. I enjoyed it. Right. But it, it finally needed to get uh it needed to get taken care of and of course when you tear start tearing out stuff you find more more problems. They're not kidding when they say budget three times as much and money and three times as much time because that's pretty much uh, <laughs> pretty much what it came out to. It's a perfect analogy for all the work that we do. The more you take off Dude. that little surface layer and it's, oh shit, <laughs> I thought that was that had integrity right. in it, and it's full of holes and it's. There was no integrity in this room. No. Yeah. That could be a topic right there. That is, the analogy is. of the termite damage versus doing step work. And <laughs> the, there was a client the other day reminded me of that and said, um, well, how easy was some of this for you when you first got clean? And I, and I remembered, I wasn't even aware that I had the issue. 
just like the the room you know you mm-hmm. yeah there's some issue of course there's some obvious stuff right. on the outside right and then pulled back just a little bit and it's like oh god mm-hmm. wasn't even aware right the gift that keeps on giving yes <laughs> literally and figuratively <laughs> Recovery, the gift that keeps on giving. Yeah, when the uh, when the head construction guy showed up at the office to talk to me at lunch one day, I knew that, that we were in for some a real a real ride. Getting it's not this, a good sign. Not a good sign. I'm like, well, you're here. Okay, let's uh, get this figured out. So yeah, but anyway, um, yeah, it's awesome now. We still have some stuff to do, but um, again, just like our analogy with step work, there's always a little more to do and. Some new floors are going down. We'll fix up the bathroom, paint. But, yeah, for the most part, it's, uh, dude, it's ten times better right now than, than the way it was. So, so again, that's an interesting analogy because it, that little bit of work is going to go such a long way. And it's the same thing with the work we do in prog- program is, um, you know, we do that little bit of work that we think, oh, okay, blah, 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 but it's so far-reaching it's amazing um, how it affects all the areas of, of our lives and, and the people and <clears throat> just everything. It does, and I think that it's a perfect segue into what we were going to talk about. Fair enough. Because it, what we were chatting about prior to hitting the record button was something that gets all of us to some level or another, but is like symptomatic thinking, substitution thinking. Mm-hmm. And, and to me, it is that way. Like you remove one little layer. Okay, so yeah, we come in, obvious symptoms. Um, everybody knows it. We're the last to know something's going on, something's wrong. Uh, that That's pretty clear to understand for most of us when we get introduced to recovery. Okay, yeah, you got me. That obviously has not been something that has been serving me. And, and to me, then the danger for I think at any point in recovery, correct me if I'm wrong, is to start thinking that it stopped there and not to continue looking for the damage in the floor, if you will, That's right. and still peeling it back because um, I'll see people uh, regularly, you know, think that, well, alcohol is my problem. No, it's not. Right. Drugs are my problem. Well, dr- you know, okay, mind-altering chemicals are my problem. Right. No, they're not. Okay, addiction, as it goes to outside things, is my problem. Well, no, it's not. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And the, mm-hmm. going back, the, the problem is me. Right. Um, it's like they say, the drugs and alcohol are the, are the symptom, period. End of story. Like, it's, there's something else there. And it's, you, I see it in my office all the time. I hear about it in the medical world. You know, you've got a rash. Well, okay, the dermatologist is going to treat it with a cream or a pill, but why do you really have that rash? Is it a food allergy? Is there a kidneys breaking down? Like, what's going on? Are you willing to to tear up the floor some more, right? And 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 find what's really causing the rash. Same thing in recovery. We land in the rooms or we land in treatment, and um, yes, I have a drug problem, but why? Or are we just going to put a Band-Aid on it and treat the drug problem? Or are we really going to look at, at look deep at why? And am I going to continue that process? We both know that nobody gets really clean and sober in when they're in their 28 days. Like, that's not 
they do. They get clean and sober there, but right. that's not really where recovery happens. Recovery doesn't really happen until you're out of there and the rubber meets the road and we have some application of skill acquisition. But, I mean, you don't have life skill acquisition in 28 days. Come on. <laughs> no, but but I'll, I'll continually get the, the answer. I mean, this is just like... Every day, multiple times a day. Well, but you know, I don't. I'm, I'm in in the bubble of of some treatment setting of our treatment setting, and but well, I don't have any cravings. Right. But that's not your problem, and of course you don't have cravings. You're in a bubble. Right. And then the, yeah, it's going to be relatively low. Right. There's none of this outside stuff. Right. Happening, and then you know, going into like viewing success. Uh, as, as being abstinent from one particular thing or even a group of things or even a classification of things is really treacherous. I think so. From, you know, in, in, in modern society, you're like, wow, you haven't done X, Y, Z in 24 years, Thea. That's so awesome. Yeah, but I'm still crazy as a loon some days. Like, <laughs> you know, I'm still still struggling with that inner thing, whatever it is and I do I, I I've been struggling the last several weeks it's been a it's been a rough go right so and it's all of it it's dealing with this and the uncertainty and you know different things that are going on in my life I can't imagine going through this and not having some sort of a program having some sort of lifeline like the people that don't have this I really feel for them we're the lucky ones right we Absolutely. have we have a way and um, as much as I don't like the way sometimes, but it's it's what it's what works. I, I um, so yeah the the fact that we're been clean and sober a long time. It, I think that's a very small attribute. That's not the right word. Small achievement. Small whatever. Yeah, it, it's the outside layer. Yeah, it's the outside layer. Going For back sure. to that, just to. Last night we did birthday night with uh, Thea's wife and myself. We're celebrating, and um, she was celebrating 31. I'm celebrating mm -hmm. my my your big five, five, my nice five. Got one hand completely <laughs> covered. And five is a pretty big deal, dude. I remember mm -hmm. five. So it's a big one. Day. It was back in the day. People say it that that five is another little turning point, mm -hmm. like. I, you know, I invited my mom. It was on Zoom. Mm -hmm. which I saw your was mom a little on disappointing. Zoom. Yeah, Nancy was yeah, on there. Yeah, uh -huh, she was. And um, we, so I called her afterwards to see, you know, uh, what she thought and, and check in with her. And and um, and she was just, every time that she's been around us in that setting or, or really any setting, it's so foreign and amazing what we have for each other. Mm -hmm. And birthday night, obviously, everybody's kind of, you can see the closeness and the interpersonal relationships and the support and all of the amazing, you know, achievements, quote right. unquote, that we, we have. And so it's, uh, it, we're the lucky ones. Jeez. The fact that we get each other and that it's not the expectation when we make friends in recovery or anything like that is um, right out the gate that we're there to help each other and life or death types type stuff sure um, sure but there's a deeper understanding of what we've been what we've been through i mean that's that's just the bottom line like i think you could walk into any support group whether it's a mm -hmm. cancer support group or a you know our type of 12-step fellowship or whatever survivors of a tsunami 
support group. I mean, you mm-hmm. know, and they're going to sit there and go, yeah, that, that tsunami was like, whoo. And they're all going to understand what e- each of them have been through. Well, we were on our own tsunami, right? We, we have our own thing. So there's a deeper level, level of understanding just literally just sitting in the room. And that's something that people don't get. And I think uh, we, we crave as humans, um, you know, and especially now, uh, again, going back to the fact that we're all socially dis- distanced, um, you know, I think it's really taking its toll on a lot of folks. I think so. Yeah. Um, and I think that's one of the reasons that I'm glad that we're doing this. I don't, I don't, I think it's because of that continuing a conversation and talking about things. Cause that, that's what I had noticed in, in the birthday night last night was that, um, it's been, it's a wee thing in, in whether it's the tsunami victims survivors right. group or us or whatever, right. it's that collective. And then talking about things like this is damn important. And, and especially, you know, doing a podcast, not for any other reason, but to, to, to talk about things that are important for our survival and for, and not only our survival, but, and, you know, for our growth. Growth. Yeah. Which hurts. <laughs> it hurts some days. <laughs> for the painful growth we all go through <laughs> when we get here. Yeah. I had a conversation this morning with my sponsor and it was like, yeah, this, uh, this sucks. It hurts. It's painful, even even today, even with a whole bunch of days under my belt, it it can still be uh, yucky, and you know not all of it comes out. Again, you know we don't recover it in our 28 days of being in 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 the house, whatever house that you happen to land in. Um, you know, I mean, I talked about things this morning that I didn't even know were there, but it's been inside me all this whole time you know, with some different issues, and it's like, wow, okay, and some people would say, well, that's crazy, why didn't you just do it on your first round through the steps, you could, because it's not, it's there, but it's not there, you don't get to it till later, it's the middle of the onion, you know, that, I think those first couple trips through the steps are actually relatively easy, even though people that are new would argue with me on that, and I'm like, no, if you look at an onion, the outside of the onion is that little papery layer, that doesn't, there's nothing to that. That's the first round through the steps is that little paper. You're just pulling that little paper layer off. It's true. You know, and then the next one is that little layer. And it, yeah, it's a little bit, but it's, you know, blah, blah, blah. I'm at the middle of the fucking onion now. Or pretty darn close. I mean, it doesn't make me better than or anything. It's just the fact that, um, you know, I've been willing to go to the middle of the onion, if you will tear up the floor even more and find the problems. Whatever analogies you want to... I love analog- analogies, but whatever analogies you want to throw on all that, but that's the deal. So you can't get there in in the house, in the, in the treat- treatment center. Um, and so I would even say that you're going to struggle. Like, if you're not willing to do all that work, you're going you're gonna to struggle in different ways. And that's the key word is is struggle that I don't think there's any growth that's comfortable. I was listening to uh, a Russell Brand thing, and I was trying to think of it. It was real clever what they were saying, but that there is no growth that's comfortable. It's always painful. And and I believe you, having been on my second round through, it's, I'm having to look deeper, and I really it, I don't like it. I can imagine going further. It's like, man, I'd rather just rest right here. Mm-hmm. This is good. Taking care of some things, you know. Yep, alcohol and drugs and and whatever else isn't the big issue. Let's just okay. That's right. I'm good. 
Right. Because it, the more that I'd have to dig and the more that I do have to dig, it's just like, well, shit, I really don't want to look at that. Mm-mm. Yeah, it's yucky. <laughs> Daniel's not no liking the carpet people. right now. <laughs> He's like trying to get comfortable. <laughs> yeah, it's uncomfortable. <laughs> we need to get some chairs. We'll get chairs. We have that big couch. Anyway, side note. Side note. Side note. We'll come. We'll come back to that. No wonder most people don't do this. Yeah. Of course not. It's scary and uncomfortable. Who wants to do that? Yeah, and you're gonna find things that you don't like. And you're gonna find things. I, I should keep it on me. And I'm gonna find things that need to change. And I'm gonna find stories that I've told myself for 51 years that aren't true. Stories aren't true. Right. And, and, you know, I know for me, that's a part, a lot of this process is, is again, just unraveling another piece of that story <clears throat> that I've been telling myself for 51 years. And it's like, oh my God. And, you know, to become okay with that and not be sucked, sucked back into the old story. The old story keeps wanting to, go, hey, no, the story's over here. When I'm looking out over there and saying, no, there's something different over there. I want to go over there. Um, and that's, it's, it's difficult, too. It's on a whole other level. You know, when people come in, we tell them they have to change their people, places, and things. You can't hang out with the same people and, and, and stay, you know, clean. Well, in some ways, I'm doing that again now. But it's at a way deeper level, at a way deeper level. So um, that surface, oh, I can't hang around with Susie because, you know, that's where I bought drugs or whatever. That's different than some of this other stuff, this family history, family stories, who, I, who I've been told I am, um, shame spirals, like just, oh God, the stuff, even today. Um, it, it's, it's really, really... It's tough and um, it's uncomfortable, like we we're saying. But if I'm going to continue to get better and continue to thrive and to be successful, like this whole podcast started, right? If I'm going to continue to be successful, whatever that looks like for me, I have to be willing to continue to uncover that and have conversations about those stories and. And are, is this true? Is this something I want? No, it's the inventory, right? This is working. This isn't. This kind of works, maybe it can be fixed, and blah, 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 blah. And then being able to sort through it again in six and seven. Um, super powerful. So, yeah. Did that make sense? It made a lot of sense. <laughs> I mean, that, and it's, I think it's making more sense that it, as it goes. I know that, um, I don't know, about year two, that I didn't, I did, I, it occurred to me that I didn't want to tell my story anymore if asked to, or really even talk about it because I realized I didn't even know what it was. You know, it, it's, it's so many layers of my, my ego over all those years building itself into a separated thing of being different and all the narratives that I've picked up that are all, for me, they were all separation-based, whether it was weird beliefs I have about me or weird beliefs I have about you, and I'm always massaging the details that my memories weren't even accurate, right? Because, you know, memories aren't crystal clear and accurate, and, and they degrade and change, and they're from my little vantage point, and so... 
um, it was just like, well, damn, I don't even know what my story is. Shit. It's, um, it's all so convoluted. There's so much contradiction and so to sort through. And I knew that I hadn't really done that. I knew that at, at that point, oh, I've, I've scratched the surface, but the, the real question of like, who is Daniel and who is not Daniel is, is I haven't even asked those questions yet. Cause it's, it's the little layers. I like the, I always like the layer of the onion thing. Yeah. It's a good one. It is. And I forgot what I was going to say. That's good. <laughs> well, and going back in, like, so as they're pulled back, I mean, that's a, that's a deep part. I've, this year I've been figuring out things that, um, from my mother and father that I believe about me and, um, and stuff that I've made up about them, just all kinds of, of stuff that I really, I would have sworn on a Bible and passed a lie detector test earlier in life had you talked to me about it and then it's like readdressing. And some of that, man, I don't like because like, there's a part of all of us, I think, and, and for me that wants to be a victim and that wants to uh, have a certain narrative because it feeds my ego and that's, mm-hmm. that's who I am, that's my, uh, that's my little, personality and that's my little reasons and my character defects like to hide behind that stuff yes they thrive back there Mm -hmm. that's what feeds them and 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 yeah so one of the things that my sponsor had me do for uh at the end of seven and kind of working on a amends to myself kind of thing was she has me take my um well, we, you know, it's a, kind of the standard pattern. You, you look at your character defect, uh, you look up the definition, and then what's the opposite of it? And then she has me write affirmations around the opposite. I'm becoming, I'm learning, I'm what, you know, blah, 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 blah. Um, and that's where those things come out. They can't hide behind the story anymore if I'm saying these new affirmations about myself, right? And, she, of course, she wants me to say them. She doesn't say, I want you to read these to yourself every day, Thea. She says, I want you to read them, you know, in her lovely in her lovely voice. And I love her. If she hears this, she, she'll know that. But, um, you know, be gentle, Thea, and read those as often as you can. And I'm like, that means every day, <laughs> I know what that means without you saying that to me. So, you know, um, but it is. And the way she even described it today, I was talking to her about a specific situation that was going on in my life. And she's like, well, if we use your affirmations like a transparency over that story you just told me, which ones apply? And I was like, oh, God. Like the little green emoji head throwing, you know, like I'm just like, oh, my God. But. I did. I went through the list and I went, well, this one and this one. And I'm like, wow. So, again, if we're willing to do this work, then I can, I can, I don't want to, I don't want to say I can see down the road, but I can see down the road a little bit. And that, like you're talking about, those memories become more and more faded or like in a puddle. You know what I mean? Like it just they start to dissolve maybe something like that. And 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 actually it allows me to have more of an authentic genuine experience with my family and friends because I'm letting those old stories go. And I'm able to step into those affirmations little by little uncomfortably, but I'm able to step into those 
into those affirmations and really work on, on Thea and figure out who Thea's becoming th through that process. Again, even today at, you know, 51 years old and, and 24 years clean, it's still, and man, this process, and we, I don't know if we talked about it, if we've talked about it much on the podcast, but I've really gotten into this idea of it's about the process. Everything is about the process. It's not the goal. It's the process because it's the process that gets us to the goal. And so if I'm willing to step into this process, I'm going to hit the goal at some point somewhere, whatever that goal is down the road. Maybe hitting the goal every day. Yes. I don't know. Some of the stuff that you were just saying, it. I loved the putting the affirmations on things because then, I mean, that's that's horrible. That shoots hole in any kind of justified anger and resentment and victimization and argument that I could have. It It all of a sudden puts sunlight on all the things that I want to say, well, that's just the way it is. Um, well, I'm right because... And you should do this and go shooting around on people. And, um, man, there's almost, there's a big level. No wonder no one wants to do this stuff because um, it's more comfortable to be blind. I mean, it, it, when we were first talking, I mean, there's, there's a part that sucks because once you are awake, you can't go back to sleep on some of this stuff. Mm -hmm. You just can't. Once you know, you can't unknow. And, and there's a part of, I think using whatever it is and and substituting things that just is trying to go asleep because seeing some of that stuff no it's not comfortable i mean i was thinking of scenarios between haley and i as mm -hmm. you were talking and it was just like oh, okay yep wrong there you know <laughs> <laughs> well you can like as an we can go back to the floor example right like there was a hole in the floor for three years up here in this room mm-hmm and I tore up the floor, and I found the termite damage, and I shut the door, and I walked away from it. We just didn't use the room. So on some level, you can do that, but it's going to hurt. It's going to suck later on. Like, it, will, it could even fester and get worse. Like, you know, so... Um, yeah, we can shut the door. We can scratch that surface. And I think that even happens in treatment sometimes, going back to treatment. You know, you're sitting in process group or with your counselor and your peers or whatever in there, and some ugly, yucky thing comes up from the past, whether it be a trauma or whatever, and you dump it out. Well, you better have backup on that. And I think sometimes they don't get the backup that they need. And I'm not dissing any specific treatment center because it's got to be hard to have backup for everybody, but this person has just dumped out a huge thing and it needs to be dealt with. It's like the hole in the floor. You can't just leave this hole there. It needs to be remedied. It needs to be repaired. You need to peel back even more floor to make sure there's nothing more going on so that you can repair it and then move forward. And I use the word repair in this in that scenario very loosely because you can't fix it, but we can get as good with it as we can, depending on what it is. So, um, yeah, you you know, but you know what I mean. Like it's it's. I think that's a huge piece of the puzzle sometimes. No, I do know what you mean. It, my solution to the holes in your floor a couple of years ago was to get plywood, which we did, and and just throw it over the holes. Like a jackass, and that's what and we then, did. 
and then really half-ass it, but that's kind of goes into it. That's, <laughs> that's what happens, right? That's Just what put happens. a Band-Aid on it, a three-piece plywood over a, a hole, yeah. and, and move on. Right. And instead of actually going through it, I don't know. I think that um, things will get exposed when you start trying to open your eyes. You'll start seeing stuff, and um, and it makes you more vulnerable to going and coping in some negative way whether it's the food the sex the money the shopping the facebook's the right. uh and then of course chemicals because right. it's like oh shit that's, well, that's where the substitution comes yes. in so now here i am i've got this hole in my floor i'm not on drugs and alcohol but i've got a hole in my floor whatever i've been ripped open and so, yeah, I need something to soothe that. So that's where that substitution comes in. The food, the sex, the shopping, which I was probably already doing a lot of that before, but the drugs and alcohol were drawn, drowning it out. But now it becomes, or gambling or whatever it is, it becomes even more present. It becomes it, it, even a bigger problem um, be, you know, because we're, we're trying to numb out. We're trying to fix it. That's the plywood. The shopping is plywood. Over the hole. Yeah. Yes, it is. Mm-hmm. All the little substitutions creating drama and chaos. I love oh. watching that. It's so easy to watch. but We are so addicted the, to that. When you're in the midst of it, you cannot see it. But that's the same thing. We are trying to change the way we feel with the chaos and the drama. That's an emotional hit. You get the same chem- chemicals, if we go back to that, we get the same chemicals on an emotional hit as we get with a like on Facebook, as we get when we hit buy on Amazon, as we get when we eat Oreos. It's the same chemical hit in the brain. So it all goes back to that nervous system stuff like we were talking about earlier. Please explain. <laughs> the this was our original topic. It only took us 29 minutes to get here as I'm looking at the timer on the thing. Hang on to your seats, everybody. <laughs> well, I love knowing some of that yeah. stuff. Yeah, so I've been reading lately about, uh, there's a couple different people out there that are talking about this, and the idea is that when we drink or use or numb out or whatever it is, we're trying to regulate our nervous system. So our nervous system's gone astray. We've got extreme feelings. And so when we drink or use or eat or sex or shop or, you know, scroll, you know, we're numbing that out and we're trying to control our nervous system. We're trying to control the chemicals and we literally get a hit of some kind when we do those things. And it can be a, it can be an emotional hit. Like things are too calm, so I pick a fight with my spouse. And then I get angry. You know, anger is a great one to get chemicals released. Like, and I always tell people love and anger are very closely tied. I don't think they're opposites. I think they're like, brother and sister or twins or something like I don't know what the right analogy is there but you know because I can really love somebody but I can really hate them too like they're virtually the same like when we're in those heightened states of love and we're in those heightened states of anger the chemicals are are very similar um so but yeah, so it's about regulating our nervous system, and that's why we drink and use because maybe we've had trauma, or we've got we're sad, like some sort of heavy depression. That's why they give us drugs. They give us drugs for anxiety and depression. So what are they doing? They're regulating our nervous system. What are we doing when we shoot dope or smoke crack or whatever? Or drink, 
whiskey, we're regulating our nervous system just from a little bit different angle. Yeah, we just we we found things that worked a little bit uh, quote better and wanted to be our own doctors. But that that is the truth. I, I thought of myself as a brilliant yes medical man of science. I was all a chemist the years. all the yeah, way. Absolutely. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> so what are the the good things that that you were saying that if, if that's what we're trying to do, if that's part of the game, is is regulating that, what are, mm-hmm. what are the things that you can do to regulate it? Well, I know for me, right, um, the breath work plays a huge role. If you want to change the way you feel, 30 seconds of breath work. Yep. I can change the way. And the, anybody out there that's listening that's done breath work with, with me, um, you know, like we can, if you're in pain, any kind of pain, physical, emotional, spiritual, we can turn it around in a matter of minutes. Um, exercise is huge. Move, move. You know, I've gotten back on my exercise program since we've been going through a lot of this pandemic stuff because I recognized the fact that I was, I had gotten so down um, that when I wake up in the morning and I'm feeling that down, it's like I have to go exercise like as, as quickly as I possibly can. Whether it's go out, take the dog for a walk, or I'm known to drag a tire around the neighborhood. Um, yes, that really happens. For Look at my in- Instagram. Sometimes I post pictures of that. Um, but yeah, I mean, just anything to expend that because our feelings are in our body. Like that's that's why they're called feelings. We actually feel them. So if we actually change the way we feel, we start to breathe heavy. We're moving oxygen. We're moving blood. Then yeah, it literally it literally changes our nervous system, and we can. It's it's also like a a working dog. If you put a working dog, a German Shepherd, some kind of herding dog, or even like my husky downstairs, you put her in an apartment all day long, they're going to eat the couch, mm-hmm. right? They're going to, and that's what we do. If we don't get worked, little kids are like this too. People don't like it though when I compare their kids to dogs, but um, it's the same idea, right? They, they spin and they, and they eat the couch. Like these kids need exercise. I need exercise. I feel better physically, emotionally, spiritually when I'm exercising. I think it was last weekend I was out on the porch uh, working out, and Le- Leanne came outside. She goes, you've been out here a long time. What are you doing? I go, I'm exercising. She goes, well, are you going to be done soon? I said, as soon as this shitty feeling goes away, I'll stop exercising. <laughs> like, it was like, I'm not stopping till this is, until this is gone. Like, I literally have to wear myself out. Now, is some of that good? Probably not. Like, it may swing a little. But, um, but yeah, so the breath work, um, what you eat, Huge. You know, I, I can't, if, if I'm eating a bunch of shitty food and complaining about feeling bad at the same time, I need to quit eating the shitty food, like, huge. Which is, which is its own addiction. Yes. I haven't eaten fast food in any regular way in a very long time. Right. Um, when I do... I feel like I'm, shit. Oh my goodness! And and not even like just for a little bit. I mean for a day. Oh yeah, uh, I, feel I can horrible. feel the effects uh, mm-hmm. of it. I mean, it reminds me of the 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 Native Americans always talking about like the the energy of what they ate was very important mm-hmm. because they believe they carried it, and and I think we we know that to be pretty true today. But I mean, experientially, 
I know that to be true. Right. But it was a hard addiction to break in the beginning. It's very and they food designed is very it to difficult. Be. Oh yeah. yeah, food food's a hard subject. That's a different. We could talk about food for a whole podcast, but I won't go down that road right now. But but yeah, if you're, it, it, and I I tell this when I do the some of the talks at the at the centers, and I'm not a medical doctor. I'm not whatever. But I will say, if you're going to a doctor and they're prescribing you depression and anxiety meds, and they haven't asked you about your food or exercise. I would be, and I'm, I know people need it. I'm not saying people don't need it. Again, I'm not a doctor. I'm not telling you to get off your meds and, and eat salads. Um, I'd start eating your salads and then talking to the doctor about doing, you know, but, but you know what I'm saying? Like if, if you're not having this conversation with your medical doctor and they're just handing you scripts for this stuff, I, I just, I, I personally can't get on board with that. Well, like, it's putting plywood over a hole. It's putting plywood point, over the like, hole. Yep. At least look through all of those things. Like, am I actually giving myself a chance? Am right. I actually giving my body a chance right. to be okay right. mentally, spiritually, and physically mm-hmm. before adding just another damn chemical into the mix? Right, right. And food and breath work and exercise and sunshine, it's, you don't even, I mean, it, Instead of going to McDonald's, go to Salada. Instead of buying cookies, buy, you know, vegetables and meat. Like, it's not, it's not hard things to do. They're hard. It's a tough decision to make when you're in the grocery store. Don't get me wrong. I, I struggle with it just like everybody does at times. But, um, you know, these are things that we have control of. And if you think about the serenity prayer, God grant me the serenity to accept the things I cannot change, the courage to change the things I can, and the wisdom to know the difference. It tells me to change the things I can. Courage to change, that means I have I have power there. I And at this point for me, it's like, when it says courage to change the things I can, I'm going to go full bore steam on the things I can change. And, you know, how much I'm sleeping, what I'm eating, how much I'm exercising, what I'm reading, who I'm spending time with. These are things that I totally have fucking control over and that I need to take control of. And that's even the process that we talked about a little bit earlier. Like, that's part of the process that's not waiting to process and then doing it. It's like, no, do it right fucking now. Like, start making those changes. And I'm, I'm guilty. Don't, don't get me wrong. Oh, like, we are. I, I, you know, I love ice, ice cream, and I love, I'm a candy person. I love candy. But it, I work really, really hard to stay away from the candy. <laughs> um, but, yeah, I mean, those are the things that will help regulate our nervous system in a more uh, healthy fashion. I was, when when you were talking about some of that, it reminded me of one of my favorite things I've heard lately in that sometimes I just need to distract myself a, a little bit, just change the perspective a little bit. There was, um, I, I love Wavy Gravy. Um, he had, <laughs> he's probably one of the most spiritual people that I've, I've ever listened to and, uh, and observed what I know about him, but the way that he would handle security at Woodstock or the way, one of the ways that he did is he would, he would carry around a bunch of sticks of incense and he saw some people that were, you know, having a little bit of a a potential argument or, you know, some, some negativity happening. He would just kind of march in between them dressed like the fool and say, could you hold this for me real quick and hand him an incense, uh, a stick of incense. And could you hold that for me real quick and do that to all of them and then just walk off and it would diffuse the situation because. Because instead of worrying about what I was mad at Thea about, all of a sudden I'm like, why the fuck am I holding this stick of it? 
Mm-hmm. What was I even upset about? Right. It was pretty simple, like, child tricks there that right. worked for me. If I'm in an obsession to go to McDonald's instead of doing something else or right. if I'm obsessing about using, that's why it says turn your thoughts to someone you can help. Get get out of it for a minute. Go right. work out for a while. Right. Yeah, a walk. or a walk. Breathe. Breathe and walk. That's one of my favorite favorite things to do is go through my breath work while I'm walking and that that is huge I'm outside there's sun on me there's wind on me there's you know blah 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 blah. and I come back and I'm in a much different place now does it work 100% of the time no some of this stuff for me is so ingrained that I can get back from it's like a meditation right I can get back from a walk or done with my meditation and be like fuck I was telling myself a story the whole the whole time i you know so i but i'm you know i'm working towards that like it's not going to work 100 percent of the time but does it work most of the time yeah yeah and i can say i did it even though i didn't want to that's discipline that's integrity you know i didn't want to go for a walk but i did i didn't want to work out but i did i didn't want to eat the salad but i did and again that's the process that's the discipline that's doing the things even when I don't want to, so I can get the result on the other side, right? So it's, you know, instead of waiting to process all the time, to be living and doing and taking part in the process. That's the name of the whole game. Name of the game. Just summed it up, all of it. Yep, drop the mic. You could literally. I could literally today drop the mic. (laughs) I think that's a good place to, uh, to shut it down, boss. Glad to be back. Love you guys. Yeah, it was fun. Thanks, you guys. Peace out. We'll see you on the flip side.